All right, welcome everybody. On a Monday, Trash Talk with Tony Brodsky is underway with yours truly. It's great to have you in here on the show this week, and we hope you all had a very happy, fun, and safe 4th of July holiday weekend. Joining me, all the guys are here back together. Eli Bashy, Mike Billica has made his triumphant return from South Beach, Miami, Florida. We'll talk about that in a second. But also, Jay Horn and Grant Richards are here as well. Let's start with Mike. How are you today, Mike? And how is the week in South Beach? I'm feeling good today. Um, <laughs> are you? Yeah. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. Got a All good right. night's sleep. Oh, that's beautiful. South, South Beach was, man... You know what they say about the Florida sun? They're not exaggerating, because <laughs> that Florida sun is just something else. It kissed you, as they would say. Oh, it, it did a lot. <laughs> Let me ask you this about South Beach. I always ask people when they go on like vacation or a trip to somewhere, would you go back? If you say that you would go back, that's how you know the trip was a success. So would you go back to South Beach? Absolutely. Oh, I loved it. Yes. It, he loved it. It makes you understand why free agents go there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, I, I would assume. I've never been to South Beach. I would like to take a trip one day, but I would assume, you know, going to Florida, beautiful weather, except for the rain, apparently, according to Mike. Yeah. And also the beach. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would assume it's it's nice down there. So for someone who hasn't been there like myself, what would you say is a must-do on your first trip there? There's so many things to do, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. It depends what you want to do, honestly. Okay, so think of me, the partier Tony D. <laughs> oh, there's what would... there's so many places to party. There's oh, it's not like here. Like they actually have, you know, a city. <laughs> like <laughs> they, they, I'm sorry to say this, but Miami actually has a real downtown. All right, it's not just you know the Renaissance Center and then a bunch of buildings from the 1800s. You know, <gasps> they actually got something going. But I'm not hating on Detroit. I love you downtown know, Detroit. This is <laughs> Michigan is my home, and it always will be. Michigan but is man, my home. But man, Southeast Florida is just—it's it's something else, man. It's, it's Jay. You trying to go to South Beach? I'm going in like two weeks, bro. Hey, I'll, be, I'll meet you down there. I'll meet you like down there. So I'll, I'll let you know my my story, just like Mike. Oh boy. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm sure Jay's will be. Uh, much, oh, it's going to be much, much more, more rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, much more rowdy than Mike will say. But nonetheless, Mike, it's good to have you back on the show. With that, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for hockey talk with Tony and Mike. Presented by absolutely nobody. Mike, last night, Canadians, big game four victory in Montreal in overtime. It's now 3-1 to one Tampa Bay in the series. The Canadians are not going to get swept. I guess that's a good thing for you. And that also means that the Red Wings are still the last team to complete back-to-back Stanley Cups in sweeping fashion. So that's beautiful. But Mike, how are you feeling about this series being down 3-1 to one and now going back to Tampa Bay tomorrow night? in which you are heavily not favored. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's looking like lightning at five, I'm going to be honest. Gentleman's sweep. Yep. Can they even go back to Tampa? 
Isn't there like a storm there or something? There is a tropical storm that has postponed tonight's Rays Indians game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. My. I saw that good. today when I was making my sports bets. I'm like, what the heck? Rays and Indians are postponed in the awful trop? Like, what's going on there? Did they run out of lights or something? No, it's a, <laughs> a tropical I, storm. I'm sure that roof at the trop cannot <laughs> handle a hurricane. I'll tell you that. It's definitely aged and not really state of the art if you will i was going to say something it's not very nice but i'll say it anyway i think most ray fans are probably hoping the storm takes out that stadium but that's neither here or there <laughs> but uh, mike honestly though how are you feeling about this series you didn't get swept you did not uh, get yeah, swept that's a good thing i thought it'd be a sweep i mean i, I thought it'd be <laughs> oh, i did too from, i thought it'd be competitive from the beginning though before the oh, series no, started no uh, <laughs> You, I mean, actually, you really don't know this Montreal team. No, you don't, but this Tampa Bay team is just a different dog. I've Tampa is just way too good. And guess who built that team, by the way? Your general oh, manager of the Detroit Red Wings. So, ho, ho, ho. Hey, now. Hey, now. But, no, I mean, the first three games were exactly what I think everyone, except Montreal, maybe even Montreal fans, I shouldn't even say that. Maybe some Montreal fans were even expecting this, but it, it's gone exactly how we thought. Montreal is just getting dominated by the way better team, and that's okay, because Tampa Bay, as I said, they're just, they're just different, <laughs> okay? They're just completely different. It's all right, though. You made it this far, Mike. Oh, it's... For them, it's definitely a successful season. I mean, they got to win in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like You got to win, you made it this far, and you're Kings of the North. Right, Eli? Yeah. I don't have any comment <laughs> people or that team. Oh. oh, Eli, I got something to tell you. Um, oh, no. My passport came in yesterday, and... Oh. There's a country that borders us to the north that would... Ole, 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 ole. There you go. Eli, how you feeling about that? I don't have a passport, so you'll have to kidnap me <laughs> and sneak me over. You hear that, police? They're going to kidnap me and take me to Canada. Well, with that, thank you, Mike. Good to have you back. Let's move into Eli. How are you today, Eli? How's your 4th of July weekend? Uh, it was all right. Weather, you know, kind of getting too hot for me, but... It was even too hot for me. Don't feel bad. It, it was even no, too like, hot for me. The second I step outside, I start sweating. That's just not fun. No. Um, people doing fireworks every single day for the whole week while people are trying to sleep. That's annoying. Hopefully they're done after yesterday. They were still doing them yesterday. They got to be done now. Where I'm at, no one did them past 9 o'clock, which I was very appreciative of. Yeah, they stopped at midnight yesterday. <laughs> That's not okay. You should call no. the police. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I might not have to deal with that much longer. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was not much going on. Didn't get that job. Kind of sucks. But, you know, we just move on to the next one. There's a lot more fish in the sea. I'll say that. Plenty of opportunities out there, Eli. Plenty of opportunities. Yeah, but, no, the, the weather was very hot <laughs> over the 4th of July weekend. Even me, I it was, it was way too hot for me. I was indoors for a good majority of the weekend when I wasn't out partying and celebrating. But it's all right, though. 
Still a good weekend. Still can't complain. Let's move into Grant Richards. How are you today, Grant? How was your 4th of July weekend? And as always, Mike, the audio message last week, it just wasn't the same. So, Mike? The sports betting. How was it? (laughs) All right, well, I'm doing well. Um, That Monday off was amazing. Oh. I could use more of those days. Just four-day week, something to look forward to. All that. Uh, Fourth of July was good, and like you guys mentioned, very hot. Just one of those things where you just kind of have to keep drinking to cool yourself down. So uh, that got into some trouble (laughs) on Sunday. But uh, that's what you do. That's what you do when you have Monday off. And uh, as far as sports betting goes, bet M. Grant M. has arrived. (laughs) Uh, Hit a nice little four-leg parlay this weekend to kind of jumpstart us, clinch the winning week. Mm -hmm. And we're looking to keep it rolling this week. How was your sports betting, Tony? Oh, well, thanks for asking. (laughs) It was uh, not fun. It was a losing week for me. And it was another one of those weeks where I didn't do terribly, but I just can't hit a parlay right now. I don't know what it is. I just can't hit. You know, the straight bets are doing well. It's just the parlays. Can't get that big cash out. While Grant, he hit a big-time baseball parlay like what was that it wasn't a four-team parlay or was it three-team i believe it was the four-team i'm gonna go check right now i'm but maybe i'm wrong i thought it was a four-team maybe it's a three-team but regardless grant hit big on a parlay and i'm like grant hit big that means i'm gonna hit big it's the fourth of july weekend let's have some fun but nope didn't hit we finished down in the week which continues my ugly trend of winning week losing week winning week losing week winning week losing week 10 straight weeks have been back and forth like that. I need to break that in a winning way. So it's going to be a bounce back week this week. Yesterday was a rough start. Didn't win anything. But it's all right, though, because we're going to bounce back today because that's all we know, Grant. That's all we know. Do you have confirmation if that was a 14 parlay? I can also confirm it it was a 14 parlay, and I hit a bet for Joey Chestnut to eat 76 or more hot dogs. Oh, I forgot about that. That was exciting. I was going going to take that as well, because it was like one of the big promotions on the 4th of July. Joey Chestnut, 76 plus hot dogs that he was going to scarf down. I was going to take it, but then I thought to myself, Tony, are you really about to take a hot dog bet? Like, we're not going that far. Well... Probably should have taken it because it <laughs> would have cashed out. Oh, whatever. We're going to bounce back today. It will be a bounce back week. Let's get it. Last but not least, Jay Horn. How are you, Jay? And how was your 4th of July weekend? I was at work. Nothing too crazy. Uh, didn't do much this weekend. You know, dropped some music. So that was pretty fun this oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was watching a lot of, you know, sports things, you know, you know a lot about you know people in the sports world, but other than that, ate some barbecue, you know, took some naps, played the game, nothing too crazy. Typical you, J stuff. Do you want to plug your music real quick? Oh, you can find me anywhere and everywhere. Not on um Androids, but everywhere. Oh. Uh J C E O, Apple Music and everything. Just drop yes. the tape, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Summer games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I listened to California bef- like way before Jay even released it this past week. Like this was months ago, and I told Jay, "That's that's that's the one right there, California. That's the one." Yeah. Yeah. 
but Jay, I saw that you were tweeting some Tigers last night. Hey, man. You know I always watch the Tigers if I when I get to it. And uh, it was it was pretty good. The Tigers, I'm not going to jinx it or whatever. I was looking at, like, our records and everything. If we somehow, you know, kept winning, we could go to the playoffs. But, you know, last night was cool until Brian Garcia ruined the shutout. But it was all right. It's, it's all right. Now, I'm not going to go that far to say playoffs or anything. However, I have been talking multiple times on this program throughout the last couple months or so. I've been saying the Tigers have been playing better baseball since a rough month of April. And since May 8th, ladies and gentlemen, the Tigers are 30-22. and 22. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to watch this baseball team. Credit to A.J. Hinch and Chris Fetter and the rest of that staff and the players because they're playing a lot better. And it's been, again, a lot of fun to watch. Some of the young guys on this team have taken major steps in their development, mainly Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, and Akil Badu, our boy Badu. We love to see that. Uh, some of the veterans on this team are stepping up. Jonathan Scope has been on fire for a while. And Miggy, big month of June for him. He's been playing better as of late, too. And then you've also got you know pieces in the bullpen that are performing pretty good right now. Gregory Soto is our lone all-star. He's having a big year. Jose Cisnero, Funk, so on and so forth. It's been a lot of fun to watch the Tigers as of late, and that is definitely encouraging after the month of April that they had. And to be 30-22 and 22 since May 8th, can't complain whatsoever. I cannot complain. Gentlemen, good to have everyone back on the show this week. Let's get rolling. So tonight, the NBA Finals start. Because of that, later on the show, we will give our Finals predictions between the Bucks and the Suns. However, to start today's show, let's talk Pistons and let's talk NBA Draft. Because there's a topic that's been happening on Pistons Twitter, honestly, since the Pistons <laughs> won the draft lottery. And how do I word this? It's been more captivating than I ever expected. Kate Cunningham versus Jalen Green. Who do the Pistons take with that first overall pick later this month? Again, there's been a lot of discussion about this on Twitter since the Pistons won the lottery. And I would say probably more than 95% of people that I've interacted with want Cade. But there's also that 5% of people that want Jalen Green. And I think it's the interesting discussion to have to start today's show. So let's get right into it. Cade versus Jalen Green. Who should the Pistons take number one overall later this month? Here's how I stand right now. Everyone knows who I want. <laughs> it's always been Cade Cunningham. From the second that the Pistons won the draft lottery, I've been screaming and trying to speak it into existence. Cade Cunningham, number one overall to the Pistons. I just think he is the more complete basketball player than Jalen Green. And this isn't a shot at Jalen Green. I like Jalen Green a lot. If the Pistons did not win the lottery and let's say they had either two or three. Even if the Pistons had the fourth pick, I still would have been all for Jalen Green. That would have been my guy. I like Jalen Green. I think there is a chance in a few years that he has one of the highest points per games in the entire league. He is going to score at the NBA level, and he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I still think Kate Cunningham is the more complete basketball player, offensively and defensively. I don't think there's anything that Cade Cunningham cannot do. I honestly don't. 
you know, offensively, 6'8", playmaking, scoring point guard. He can knock down a three. He can drive inside, good mid-range game. He can knock down a free throw if you need him to as well. And then defensively, I honestly didn't know how good Cade was defensively until I sat down and watched him play simply on defense. He's a lot better defensively than people might think. Like I've said, he is the more complete basketball player to me, which is why I would take him number one overall over Jalen Green. I think there's a lot of people that would agree with me. We'll see if the boys in the call agree with me, but there are those people who actually prefer Jalen Green over Kate Cunningham, which it's not a bad take to say that. If you prefer Jalen Green because of his scoring ability, his athleticism, um, the ability to create his own shot, I completely get that, and that's a fair opinion. But for me personally, as I've already said, for me, it's Cade. It's always been Cade. It's going to continue to be Cade leading into the NBA draft when the Pistons make that first overall pick. And no, they're not trading the pick. I've been done with that conversation. Just wanted to get that out there really quickly as well. With that, let's go to the guys in the call. And let's start with Eli. Where are you at with this conversation, Eli? Are you Cade? Are you Jalen Green? Where are you feeling right now? I'm all in on Cade. I just think, like you said, he's the most complete prospect in this draft. Like, there's really no holes in his game other than maybe his lack of a quick first step or explosion. But, I mean, he can still get to the rim. He's strong. His strength makes up for it. You guys know one of my favorite players ever. Two of them, Chauncey Billups and Darren Williams. There it is. The most, they weren't the most athletic guys in the world, but they were strong, and it made up for it, and they could still get to their spots. And I think Cade is similar in that way. He's a strong, big 6'8", 7'1", wingspan, um, and he's only going to get better. And he seems like he's willing to put in the work. He said he wants to be the greatest basketball player ever. And I just don't know how you can pass on a guy with that mindset and his skill set. Jalen Green is great. He's, like you said, going to be one of the top scorers in the league, I think. But Cade is just such a good prospect all around. He can score. He can pass. He can play defense. He's willing to get better, and people are scared of his fit with this team. I do think from day one, Jalen Green might be an easier fit, but in the long run, you know, in playoff runs and stuff, having a playmaker next to another playmaker like Killian Hayes is going to be huge for this team when they're trying to compete, um, if Killian's part of those long-term plans, which I think he will be then him and Cade is that's one real good backcourt and it'll be really exciting to watch how they work together and how Cade can adjust to the NBA and how quickly he will because he said on JJ Reddick's podcast like a month ago um, before the draft lottery he said he's gonna make the playoffs his rookie year and he wants to be rookie of the year he wants to be an all-star he wants the best players guarding him I just think a mindset like that you just cannot pass on that guy that guy is just you know they don't they don't make him like that 
So that's where I stand. All in on Cade. Let's go Cade Cunningham to the Pistons. I'm glad that you brought up the whole Cade Killian thing. We may or may not have talked about this last week. I can't remember. But that has been something that people on Twitter have also talked about. Oh, and this Killian was trending after the draft lottery. Oh, now that Cade might be coming, what are they going to do with Killian? Are they going to trade him? No. (laughs) They're going to play together. Because as Eli just said, two playmakers on the floor together can work. We saw that last year with Killian and Corey Joseph. Now, obviously, Cade is already way better (laughs) than Corey Joseph. But you see the point that we're making here. You can't have two playmakers on the floor together. And this is something that I've been saying for a while now on this show. I think it's going to help Killian to have another playmaker on the floor with him. It kind of takes some of the pressure off of his shoulders to be perfect all the time and not make a mistake. But also it could help Cade because of the same exact reason. It takes some of the pressure off of his shoulders to have another playmaker on the floor. And Killian said last year uh, he likes playing with another point guard or another playmaker because it there makes their offense less predictable. There you so go. So I think him and Cade is just it won't be a problem at all. Mm-hmm. And for the people that say, "Oh, Killian's going to slow Cade's development because Killian can't shoot and, you know, the the floor spacing <laughs> is going to be terrible." Well, one, Cade had like the worst floor spacing I've ever seen in my life in college and he kind of made it work. And it's going to be so much better with guys like Sadiq Bey and Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. on his team. And two, Killian was going to have to get better at shooting regardless of Cade coming mm-hmm. here. So yeah. it doesn't like it doesn't change anything. Killian's going to have to be able to shoot the ball regardless of if we get Cade or not. Yeah, for sure. He, that was something that he was going to need to work on regardless. And now that. Cade's probably going to be coming. Having another playmaker on the floor will take some of that pressure off of him, as I've already mentioned. I absolutely believe that to be the case. I don't necessarily understand this argument that Killian and Cade are not going to work together. I just don't see that happening. Eli, I think, is right when he says that maybe Jalen Green is a better fit right away because he's just a natural two, and Killian is just a natural point, but still, Cade is definitely, to at least the two of us, the consensus number one player in this draft, and he, he's been the consensus number one for a couple years now. <laughs> We've always been hearing about Cade Cunningham being the first pick in this draft, and now that the Pistons have the pick, and we have the opportunity to take Cade, of course we have to have a conversation of, well, well maybe we shouldn't take Cade. Well, okay. We've only been talking about Cade being number one for a few years, and now we're suddenly not. Oh, well, whatever. So me and Eli are on the same page. Let's go to Mike Billica. Now, Mike, before I ask you, Cade or Jalen Green, you were not on the show last week. All we heard was an audio message. So now that you're actually here, why don't you give us your proper reaction when the Pistons won the draft lottery and then transition into Cade versus Jalen Green for us. It was a extremely, extremely fun experience. Um, as soon as I saw that we got the first pick, I was jumping around like a little kid. I was excited. Still am. It's it's settled in by now because it's been a while, but, you know, it 
it feels nice. It, it's we deserve this. I'm very very happy, and I want Cade number one. You can't pass on Cade. No, I don't think you can either. Because of the point that I just brought up before we went to you. Cade has been the consensus guy in this draft for years, and now the Pistons have the opportunity to take him. They have the chance to take a generational superstar talent, and that's not to take anything away from Jalen Green, but Cade does have that superstar generational talent potential in him. I think Cade would bring ratings for sure. Eli, correct me if you think I'm correct or wrong here but don't you think the Pistons might get a few more nationally televised games now with Cade on this team oh yeah and I think it's yeah. gonna even start in the summer league Woo. like we're gonna get like some of those ESPN Vegas summer league games just from getting the number one pick mm-hmm. and you know you saw you've seen the Pelicans the last few years <laughs> I mean Cade's oh that's true Zion. that's really Cade's, true yeah, yeah I mean Cade's not Zion but he's nearly He's nearly at that. He's like in between what Anthony Edwards was and what Zion was. He's like, like if Zion's an A tier, Anthony Edwards like a C minus. Cade's like a, a B, B plus. Yeah, you know, I would in terms of hype. Yeah, I would throw Cade. I think that's a good point that you made. I'd throw Cade, not above Zion, but definitely above Anthony Edwards. Because Anthony Edwards wasn't the consensus pick last year. There's discussions about LaMelo Ball, maybe James Wiseman. But this year, it, despite the conversation we're having right now, it is Kay Cunningham. And I do think... I mean, like, it's not a knock on... I mean, Anthony Edwards put up, like, 20 no. points a game this year. But, yeah. I mean, if he was in this draft, he might not go top four. <laughs> like, that's just how it is. Maybe Cleveland would take him, but... He, he wouldn't be number one. Yes, you are correct there. And you brought up the Summer League. We're coming for that title. That Summer League team is going to be nice. It's I'm basically curious. our starting five outside of Jeremy Grant. I'm curious if Sadiq and Isaiah will play, considering they're on the... Oh, uh, that's another piece of news. They're on the Team USA Select team, which yeah. practices with the real big boy team. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if... Maybe not. With it, but Maybe not. But... You still got Ellie's Killian and Seku. He'll be in the summer league, right? And Davidas Servitas. Oh boy. And Saban Lee. Yeah, you could have said Saban Lee before Davidas Servitas, but okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> let Let's move into Grant now. He his mic is unmuted. I'm curious if he has something to say. Oh, was my mic unmuted? Oh, um, <laughs> no, but you kind of said it like the way I've been thinking it the whole way. Tony was it almost feels like this is why we can't have nice things. Like for years now, at least last year in particular, we've hmm. been hearing Cade Cunningham, number one, Cade Cunningham, number one, and not really any disputes. Um, there hasn't really been like the, Oh, Jalen green, maybe he comes up. But then the moment the Pistons get the number one pick, it's like, well, maybe we're going to look into this. And it feels like there's more to this than when the Jags had the first pick and, Zach Wilson's name was being thrown out there. It feels like there's actually some consideration that we're going away from Cade. And I don't get that at all. It feels like we've just, like I said, nonstop hearing about Cade, 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 Cade. And now we have a chance to get this generational talent and we're second guessing ourselves. But 
I think that's more of a fan standpoint. Um, I think Troy Weaver just has to do his due diligence, um, maybe keep people on their toes a little bit by not saying, oh, yeah, we're taking Cade no matter what. There's that little bit of strategy of not revealing your hand despite no one being able to do anything about it. Like, the Pistons control their cards right now, and looking into other players isn't the worst thing in the world, but entertaining the idea of taking anybody other than Cade kind of scares me a little bit. The Pistons absolutely do have to do their due diligence. Um, now, I, I don't think that means they're not going to take Cade. If you ask me right now my honest prediction, I think Troy is going to take Cade Cunningham first overall. Despite these rumors and speculation from people on Twitter that are saying, well, actually, the Pistons, they are high on Jalen Green. I think it's due diligence, to be completely honest with you. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Troy does take Jalen Green, but I, I don't think so. I When I saw Troy Weaver go on Sirius XM NBA radio and talk about how Cade is what we want here in Detroit... That, that was the second that I knew it's going to be Cade, okay? <laughs> I just, I can't see any way. Despite the rumors, despite the talk, I just can't see it right now. Maybe I'll be wrong, and if I am, I'll own up to it, but I just, I don't see it right now. I just wanted to say really quick, if Troy Weaver goes away from Cade Cunningham, are we one to doubt that or hate that pick? I mean, he's done amazing in the like few draft picks he's had right now like it has he not earned that level of trust where whatever pick he takes we kind of say hey that's probably the best thing for us because like I said I don't think he's really given us any reason not to trust him no we should absolutely trust him and in this hypothetical if he took Jalen Green over Cade at number one I'll say this you better be right You better be right. In a few years from now, we better be looking back and going, man, we were so wrong about that. And Troy, thank goodness that he was right. But I still don't think that's going to happen. It would be like a smartest man in the room type of thing. Oh, and we saw that here in Detroit. Yeah, I don't know if Troy is that guy. But, I mean, some of the moves he's made, just they give off that vibe. And you just hope he doesn't, like, start to get the mentality that, like, I'm so smart. Trust me. I can, like, do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, watch. All these people are saying Cade's the number one prospect. Watch me take Jalen Green just to prove them wrong. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I I just hope. I don't think he's like that. I don't think so either. But, like. That's some Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia stuff. (laughs) I I just don't see in Troy Weaver. There's, like, 2% of me that's, like, Troy might just take Jalen Green to be that guy that just wants to prove everybody wrong. And I hope if he did that, that he would be right. But I would be very iffy on it. I do think Jalen Green's going to be really good, like we said. I do, too. He better be better than Cade. If you're passing mm-hmm. on Cade, which yeah, I just don't think he will be. I also don't think it's going to happen. Like again, I I don't want to repeat myself, but I just don't see a way right now. As we sit here, Tuesday, July sixth. By the way, I think I started the show saying on a Monday. It's Tuesday. Uh, it's just I've said that intro on Mondays for how many straight weeks and months that it's just 
on repeat in my head whenever I start a show. It's Tuesday, not Monday, so I apologize for that screw-up. But as we sit here today, Tuesday, July 6th, I do not see a way in which the Pistons do not take a Cunningham number one overall. And to go back to a point that Grant made about looking at other players that might not necessarily be Cade or Jalen Green... I think it's smart for Troy Weaver to do this because James Edwards III, shout out to him, he tweeted this out this morning, and I think a lot of other Piston fans are on the same page from what James said this morning on Twitter. I would not be stunned if some way, somehow, the Pistons end up taking two prospects in the first round of the draft, which means they will get another first round pick. And because of that, I think it's smart for Troy Weaver to look at everything and everybody, including Cade and Jalen Green. Elar, are you feeling the same way that I am? Do you think Troy is going to sneak his way back up into the first round like he did last year twice? I know for sure he's not using three second round picks. (laughs) Like, that's just, we don't even have, like, roster space for that. I mean, you can put him in the G League, but Troy... Motor City Cruz! Troy's for sure going to try to get back into the first round. Now, where that pick will be is, you know, we'll see. But probably he's going to try to make some Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart-type moves to try to get, I think, like a late teens, maybe early 20s pick, which I think is very realistic. It's possible, for sure. I mean, there's so many things you could do. Maybe yeah. a Mason Plumley deal. Oh, please, yes. Seconds. Maybe a <laughs> sign and trade. Someone wants Hamadou Diallo. I mean, I think he would be willing to oh. get another pick. I mean, I, we all like Hamadou, but if you want another draft pick, a sign and trade with him could be a possibility. Josh Jackson. I was just about to say, what about Josh? Is. I mean, you never know. You mm-hmm. never know with Troy Weaver. And that's a good thing, I think. That you never really know. Except when it comes to having the first overall pick. (laughs) And maybe taking Jalen Green over Cade. Which I still don't think is going to happen. And neither does Grant Eli or Mike too. Another thing. I think Dwayne Dwayne. Do you think so? I don't have any insight on that. But we've seen lineups Dwayne puts on the floor. He loves playing two point guards together, two playmakers together. Mm -hmm. Cade and Killian is like Dwayne's dream. So I – it's like it could develop into a better version of Lowry and DeRozan, and I think Dwayne is just all over that. Goes back to the thing that we've been talking about earlier in the show about – Cade and Killian, are they going to work together? Yeah. I think the point Eli just brought up, if it helps that argument, Dwayne Casey is a big fan of playing two-point guards at the same time. So, the coach of this team will make it work. Why wouldn't it work if the coach is trying to make it work? You know? Now, I want to move into Jay, lastly, on this topic. Jay is an interesting one, and I left him last for a reason, okay? Jay has been a Jalen Green guy, for more time than anyone else that I know. And I'm curious to see what his answer is going to be. So, Jay, when I ask you, Cade or Jalen Green, your answer is what? Okay, so bear with me, all right? <laughs> you better explain yourself good. I, I have, like, a good little, you know, yeah. skit here. So, yeah, okay. before I pick, 
Jalen Green gives me like, you know, he's a shot creator. So it's like James Harden, you know, Dwayne Wade type stuff, right? About the same build. Kay Cunningham is like Penny Hardaway, not as, he's a little stronger. But it's kind of like you have to take Cade in a sense. Because it's like, if you don't, and you take Jalen Green and somehow Cade is better, it's kind of like, you know, like, dang, Troy. You know, like stuff like that. But I, I want Cade. I don't, I'll take K for sure, but if we do take Jalen Green, uh, man, he's like a Gilbert Arenas type of score. Like, I like Jalen Green a lot, dude, but if we take him, he has to be better than K. Like, I don't want to say like instantly, but pretty darn fast if that's the case. I feel like both of those guys are bringing us good ratings. I'm not worried about that, but if K comes here and he, you know, it's kind of like a consensus number one pick. But if we were to get Jalen Green, I would be like, all right, he has to be good now. It's kind of like the, I'm going to tell you a little flashback here. It's like the 96 draft, right? AI went number one. Kobe went number, th- I'm, this is not, I'm not comparing the two at all, like player-wise, but he went number 13 and Charlotte traded the rights to Kobe, uh, the rights to that pick to the Lakers. That was Kobe. Nobody knew that he was going to be the best player out of that draft for one person. That was Jerry West. Oh. But it's kind of like if we do take Jalen Green, he has to be better than Cade. And it's no excuse. And if he's not, it's going to be terrible because it's going to be like, okay, well, we could have had Cade. But Troy wanted to be different. So, yes, I want Cade. And I think Cade's the best all-around prospect. But if we do get Jalen Green, he has to be better than Cade, like, instantly. And I'm not talking like five years. I'm talking like within the next, the first couple years, rookie season, if, you know, type stuff, you know, injuries allow, you know, no injuries and stuff like that. But just look at it like that and then think about it, if that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. And that's exactly what we were talking about before we went to you. If, hypothetically, Troy Weaver went with Jalen Green over Cade, my exact reaction, my Twitter video, one of the first few words I would say would be, Troy, you better be right. Because that move alone would be the biggest thing everybody would watch for years. Is Troy Weaver right when he just took Jalen Green over Cade, hypothetically? But that one move would be the single move that Piston fans and a lot of people in the NBA would look at to see, all right, let's see if Troy Weaver's right. And if he's right, then then Troy Weaver's a genius and we just don't know anything. But if he's wrong, I don't think Piston fans would be very happy. <laughs> let's just say that. But with that, that's all I've wanted to talk about with regards to Cade and Jalen Green. Is there anything else anybody wanted to bring up as kind of like final thoughts? Eli, anything? OJ. Corey Kispert. Nope. That's all. I don't have anything to say about that. No Corey Kispert for Eli. I mean, you want to take Luke Kennard again? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I honestly think Kispert might be better, but we'll see. He's what about, funny, uh, what about Book Knight? I, oh, my God. If we – God, Tony, don't do this to me. If we walk away from this draft – with Cade and Book Knight, dude, that would be like, oh. But I don't think we could do it without giving up one of our three picks from last year. 
Oh, let's go ahead and not do that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, let's not do that. I mean, Book Knight's top 10 projected, correct? I think he is. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) Let's not trade any future first or current first. He was projected in the teens, but I think his stock is rising after his, like, uh, workouts and stuff. Hey, let's take Franz Wagner. All right, I'm done. (laughs) I will not be a fan of the team anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'd prefer not to take Franz Wagner. I like Franz. Okay. I like him in college. Hey, hey, Franz. Oh, yeah, I loved loved watching him break that final shot. Eli. The Eli, back to what he said about Oklahoma State spacing. Yeah, yeah. Cade Cunningham would be great here because that spacing was freaking terrible. I'm sorry. I just had a moment. I lost money that game. I was very sad after Oklahoma State got bounced in that game. Very sad. It's all right, though, because Cade's going to be a piston, and we are going to make the playoffs next year. (laughs) All right. That's enough Pistons and draft talk for today. Speaking of playoffs, final topic for today's show. The NBA Finals start tonight. I'm very excited for this Bucks-Suns matchup. I think it was Eli who tweeted after the Bucks advanced past the Hawks in six. I'm pretty sure it was Eli. Correct me if I'm wrong. But somebody tweeted that this is good for small markets, and it gives Piston fans hope to see the Bucks and the Suns in the Finals. Was that you, Eli? Yeah, it was me. Yeah, and I, I also so. tweeted that the Suns won 19 games two years ago, and now look at them. Hey, so, now if that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what will. Just make the smart moves. Just make the smart moves, aka take Kate over Jalen Green. <laughs> but no, it's going to be a really fun NBA Finals between the Suns and the Bucks, and it does suck that Giannis won't be 100. percent But at the same time, even if Giannis was completely healthy. I, I still take the Suns. I'm taking the Suns here. I'm going to be nice and give Milwaukee at least two wins. So I'll say Suns in six. But with or without Giannis, I still think the Suns team is just the better team right now. Um, Devin Booker. I'm Oh, I'm so happy for Devin Booker. He's finally getting the recognition around the league that he deserves. He's becoming a superstar right in front of our eyes. I absolutely love to see it. saw a video yesterday where... Um, press conference there was a Grand Rabbits reporter who asked him about you know the 04 Pistons and him growing up in Grand Rapids and his face just lit up he's like Grand Rapids that brought a big smile to my face I love Devin Booker and I'm happy for him um, but obviously you also got CP3 on that team DeAndre Ayn is turning into an all-star in front of our eyes or an all-star type player I should say uh, I just think the Suns are the way better team with or without Giannis I got Suns in six Everyone else, where are you feeling right now? Let's switch up the order here. Let's start with Grant. I say something six. Grant, what about you? If Giannis makes an appearance in the first couple games, I'll give you Suns in six. But if Giannis stays out, which I don't know the extent of the injury, um, I think it's Suns in five. I just I don't see the Bucks being able to keep up the way the Suns can kind of just run away with the game. And I think that's been the problem all year long was I never really looked at the Bucks as a finals favorite because they can't really keep up with other with the shooting teams. And, I mean, just the time management or court management of the Suns. If the Suns get a big lead, there's no way Milwaukee's coming back. Our not-doctor Eli Bashi. 
do you know anything about the Giannis injury? No, I was not invested in the Hawks Bucks series at all. To be <laughs> honest, uh, I have no idea what even happened to Giannis, but I heard he's doubtful every game, so he's not out. He's just doubtful, so he could be back. Um, there, that's what they're. I'm pretty sure that's what they're implying is that he he's like day to day and he could be back. But uh, if he doesn't come back by like game three, uh, it's gonna be I'm with you Suns and six but if Giannis comes back I think the Bucks could put up a fight and then Suns and seven I don't see a way in which Giannis doesn't play in these finals he'll Even, play yeah but if it if it's like he's already doubtful for game one so which is tonight um mm-hmm. so he's not playing today then uh, who, the next game is in what two days yeah, they play we'll, like. We'll see. Um, also, every what's other up day? with the game starting at nine p.m.? It, it's always it's always been like that. They always do that. The West How Coast. Are you doing that, man. No, Mike. Every they game. always do that. I know. Like, I'm saying it's because of the West Coast. They need the West Coast fans to watch. Oh. Because they got off of work at five, and then six is when the game would start. That's you can't start the game at five because a lot of people will still be at work over there. That's true. Like, you want to get as many eyes as possible. It's the NBA Finals. Yeah. Just get the Finals logo back on the court, man. <laughs> Wait, Eli, why do you care? You act like you have to wake up early. Oh, I don't. Well, yeah, no, but if I did, it would be annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's ask Grant the working man. Are you, how do you feel about these 9 o'clock starts? I miss living on the West Coast for that reason. Um, 6 o'clock tip or five o'clock for some eight o'clock games was just phenomenal i mean i wasn't working nine to fives back then so i can't really say i get off work just in time for the monday night football game yeah but hypothetically if i were in california still this would be the greatest thing ever i get off work i eat dinner and then boom basketball as opposed to i get off work do three hours of nonsense just basically burning time until the game starts <laughs> And then there's no guarantee I'm even awake for the end of the game. It's I I have to fully commit to these things as opposed to California time, you're done at 9. And then you brush your teeth and you're in bed very early. That sounds great. Nonetheless, Grant said Suns in 6. I said Suns in 6. Eli, you said Suns in 6, but then you mentioned Suns in 7 if Giannis plays. Um, I don't know. Who cares? Oh! Pistons, are, Pistons got Cade. Who cares? <laughs> All right. That's Eli Bashy, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Billick. <laughs> Eli. Eli's one don't, to talk. He, don't he, hate on the series. This yeah, is exactly what Eli we is, Eli is one to talk. He was always Dude, crying, I, I don't want Lakers and Nets or Clippers. Small market teams. Oh, it's going to be so boring seeing watch. the same teams in the finals. And now here we are. I'm going to watch. Grant, you I'm made Grant saying, leave. I, I'm going to watch. I'm just saying I'm like... Once, literally, when the Pistons got the first pick, I just stopped caring completely about the playoffs in general. I'm just waiting for the draft. <laughs> like, That's I, fair. My care went out the window. when the, It's not the Suns or the Bucks. I'm just saying my care for the playoffs as a whole 
went out the window when the Pistons got the first pick. Oh, don't act like you weren't trying to watch Reggie Jackson in the finals, though. I wanted finals MVP Reggie Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Now, it would have been, too. Now you got to tra- you got to transition that into CP3 finals MVP. You know, Bucks beat the Clippers, though. That's the thing. Bucks beat the Clippers. Well, Bucks I would, I would hope, I would be the biggest Bucks fan right now if the Bucks, Cl- if the Clippers, Clippers got past Phoenix. Bucks don't beat the Suns. I think CP3 is just gonna be a god in this series. I like, hope he's gonna just control everything. I hope, go Suns. And back to the Giannis injury, I was going to mention, I, I did mention that I don't see a way in which Giannis does not play in this series. But my biggest question is, if he plays. Is it going to be a 50% Giannis, or is this going to be a situation like Trey Young to close out the Eastern Conference Finals, where he came back at Game 6, but he was clearly not Trey Young? I don't know. We'll see. But, something 6 for me and Mike. Well, did Mike go? I said something 6. Grant said something 6. Eli does not care. (laughs) Mike... Um, if Giannis doesn't play, Suns in five. If he does, I think Suns in seven. So we're all at least giving the Bucks a game. That's good. Yeah, they're they're too well rounded for to get swept. Yeah. I think Middleton Middleton might have a really good game, and that's the only way the Bucks win is if Middleton just goes off, which he's capable of. But oh. I don't think he can carry. I I don't think Chris Middleton can be your best player and win a championship not against that defense no not against the suns maybe against the clippers but not the suns also i have a deandre ayton take oh. a negative one. Oh, oh no should i should i save that no just go listen there's been so much hype about deandre ayton but you better use like, your words carefully here man he I get he was the number one pick, you know, he's finally showing showing things, but if he didn't have CP3, like, he, I don't think he would be this, like, he definitely would not be anywhere near as good as he's been. The Suns wouldn't be here without CP3. Like, DeAndre Jordan looked like an all-star with Chris Paul. So, clearly, like, Chris Paul really helps out centers in the pick and roll and stuff like that, because when I watch the... Uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's not doing anything but catching the ball in pick and roll and dunking. That's all he does. So, like, he's not that skilled to me, and he still needs some post moves and still needs to improve offensively because right now all he's doing is catching the ball and dunking. So I think we need to cool it with the DeAndre Ayton hype a little bit unless he just shows out in the finals. I'll go to Jay. I'll let Jay answer that for me. Jay, give me your prediction and then talk about what Eli just said. Hold on, what did Eli just say? I was making some more coffee. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? Just give your prediction so we can leave. <laughs> I'm done. No, I, I, I want to hear it. What is it? The DeAndre Jordan Chris Paul thing? No. Oh, boy. No? Yeah, I said DeAndre Ayton looks good because of Chris Paul and because Chris Paul even made a guy like DeAndre Jordan look like an all-star. DeAndre Aiden is better than DeAndre Jordan without Chris Paul. Oh, I agree. I agree. But he's still not that skilled. He's just catching the ball and dunking most of the time, open dunks. But defensively, he's very good. 
I just I've been impressed with oh, him. Oh, there it is. He said, okay, at least you mentioned that. That Defensively, was. Defensively, I've been impressed with him. All right, that's what really I was going to mention. That's a hot take, but we'll do that next time. And he's killing other centers, too. He he's killed, killed every center in the playoffs. He killed Gobert. He killed Zubats. And say the other yeah. one. Oh, I could destroy Zubats. Say the other guy he hurt. But, well, before he got hurt, say it. Was it AD Andre? I I don't know which one was guarding him, but he was getting he was killing know, one of them. I don't know either, but oh, but anyway, Suns and Six. <laughs> it was Andre. What's like Suns and Six is the consensus for that. Suns and Six have a parlay set up for like this whole finals, and if Giannis he. Giannis will miss one game if he doesn't miss any. I promise you, yes. one game only. He is. I'd be stunned if he missed. I, I'd be stunned he, if he played tonight. He if he doesn't play tonight, that's fine. He's not missing. Okay, two two as a reach, but he's not missing more than two. No. Again, I don't think it's possible for Giannis to not play. But my biggest concern is if he does, if and when he does play, what is he going to look like? Is it going to be a situation where it's just? not Giannis, and he's just a liability at that point, or is he actually going to be decent? If he's playing downhill, he's screwed. And which the, the box are screwed. <laughs> because if he's playing like how he normally plays downhill with that ACL, you know, sprain or whatever it was he had, it just takes one, like, foul or spin move, and then he's Kevin Durant. I still like can't said. believe you I said that about DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I, I, I look past that one. That's a hot take. He's getting spoon-fed. Like, I watch the games. He, he doesn't need Chris Paul to score, though. I think he does. My, my, my <laughs> thing is, I remember a conversation we had earlier this season. We were talking about who should be the MVP. Obviously, I said Goat Braun. Everyone else was debating between Joker and Embiid. And Eli said it should be CP3 because everywhere he goes, he is the most valuable player. And now he's making the argument that, well, Aiden's only good because of CP3. Uh, you could say yeah, that same those, thing about the Suns. Those two things line up. CP3 is making DeAndre Ayton as good as he is. Those two things don't. But he was already he, he's he already was, good. He was decent before. He just didn't know how to stay out of foul trouble. He's yeah, he's hurt. good on defense now. But offensively, he's not... Like, he's not Joel Embiid offensively. No, no yeah. one's saying that, though. He still needs to improve his footwork, his touch, everything. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I'm saying he's at least... He would have still been pretty good without Chris Paul, but he's ex doing extremely better with Chris Paul. Yes. I, I just need to see more than wide-open dunks. That's what I'm saying. Is that fair? That is more fair than you comparing him to DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> That was disrespectful. <laughs> I think even Mike was disgusted by that. <laughs> uh oh. Go Connor, man. That's that's where my mind's at. Oh. Go Connor. Go Connor. Yeah, there's a uh, Connor McGregor's fighting this Saturday night. He's not losing oh, yes. this Saturday. Yes. Yes, you guys. Come watch at the Imagine Theaters in the Emacs Theater for twenty five dollars. If Mike hey, no. if Mike works, I'll come, Jay. But I gotta yeah, be, I, I gotta working. be with Oh you are dang it. Yeah. Well, Jay, I'll be 25 watching twenty-five in a movie theater. That's so worth it. Yeah, I think it's twenty-five. I mean, like the fights, depending on who it is, are higher. But the Floyd and Connor, the Floyd and Connor fight was like fifty. Well, it's Floyd and Connor. That's still cheaper than pay-per-view, though. Oh, of course. It's so worth it. It's a bigger screen too. I would definitely do that. And it's full there. I'm just coming for Jay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I've had enough. The minute he like 
said DeAndre Ayton is DeAndre Jordan. I I tapped out. <laughs> yeah, let's put words into my mouth. There goes Tony again. Oh, flip-flopper Tony. <laughs> I'm done here. Goodbye, everybody. For Eli. <laughs> For Eli. Go Bears! I'm really done now. I, I don't even want to do the outro. I'm done. Goodbye, everybody. For Eli Bashy, Mike Bilica, Jay Horn, Grant Richards, and Tyler Sawa at the liquor store. Shout out to Tyler. Goodbye. I'm Go dis- Tigers. I'm disgusted. Hey, Eli, who are we behind? We're all behind our baseball team. Da-da. Go get them, Tigers.